Welcome to r slash am I the bad guy where OP uncovers a literal human trafficking ring. Hey, before I get into today's video, I just want to say that I've been seeing some comments lately about people saying that I've been giving some really bad takes and that normally I'm more like level-headed and lighthearted, but recently I've been kind of like off with my commentary, giving some really bad commentary. And I just want to apologize for that. I think you guys are right. I have been kind of off base lately. Like, as much as I love this job, I, I really love this job, but sometimes, man, sometimes I think it gets to me. I mean, I published a story every single day for like, I don't know, three or four years now, and reading story after story of cheating wives and toxic boyfriends and bad bosses and entitled parents who steal things from people, it makes me, I don't know, it kind of takes me to a dark place sometimes and it makes me cynical and judgmental and just negative. So I think I've kind of gone down that route lately and you guys have called me out on it and been like, yo, r slash, what are you talking about? You're completely off base. So you're right. I'm going to try to recenter myself and pull myself out of this kind of like negative headspace that I've been in lately. So I appreciate the patience. Also, keep in mind, I'm asking for a little bit of understanding here. I know that a lot of you like the commentary and you like the jokes, but please keep in mind that when you're sharing like opinions on five to 10 stories every single day, you're bound to get some of them wrong, right? You're bound to have people disagree with you. You're bound to just not give a popular opinion. So even sometimes when I get it wrong, just understand, man, we're all wrong sometimes. I'm doing my best out here. Anyways, I'm not trying to excuse my behavior. If I gave a really bad take, I own up to it and I apologize. Am I the bad guy for letting my daughter and her husband move in with me so they won't be homeless? This situation is complicated, and I'm at my wit's end. I have two daughters who are civil to each other, but don't get along with each other. My older daughter is married to Steve, while my youngest is engaged to Adam. Steve and Adam are so different, they disliked each other the first time they met. Steve works part-time because he treasures family time with my daughter. They spend their time traveling and exploring different parts of the states. He spends freely because he often says that he can't take his money with him when he dies. Adam, on the other hand, is an executive, and for his side business, he owns several dozen properties. He works about 80 hours a week at both jobs because his philosophy is that he wants to make as much money as possible while he's young so that he can retire early. Steve thinks Adam is a corporate shill and basically blames him for everything that's wrong with society. Steve said that Adam is actively keeping people from buying homes and making them dependent on him. Adam thinks Steve is a slacker and has told Steve that people like him do the bare minimum, but still expect handouts and that he's what's wrong with society. Neither man is bad and they treat my daughters well. I retired last year due to my health, so Adam built a house for me so that I can live comfortably. I was able to customize everything in the house to fit my taste. Adam owns the house, pays for all the utilities, and charges me $1 a month for rent. Part of our deal is that no one else can live in the house but me. He was very clear about this. Steve recently lost his job, so he and my older daughter are living off of her single income. As you can imagine, they're struggling. My older daughter recently called me crying because their savings are almost gone and they can't make next month's rent. She asked if she and Steve could move in with me until he finds another job. I live on a fixed income, so I don't have money to set them up in another apartment. She's my daughter and I couldn't let her be homeless, so I let Steve and her move in. I gave them strict rules and a time limit on when they had to move out. 
I didn't think my youngest and Adam would find out because they live in another state, but somehow she found out. She called and screamed at me last night for betraying Adam's trust, but I argued that I'm a mother to two daughters and I can't let one of them be homeless. I told her about the rules and the time limit, and I begged her not to tell Adam. She hung up on me, so I don't know what's going to happen. I know I went back on our agreement, but I had a good reason to. Okay, Opie, well, if you went back on your agreement, then I guess it wouldn't bother you at all if Adam went back on the agreement, right? Right? I mean, seems like a pretty logical solution. You broke the violation, so therefore, if Adam takes back the house and kicks you out, then you shouldn't be upset about it, right? Like, on an ethical level, you're violating the trust of your younger daughter and your son-in-law, so you're wrong on that level. But then also, from like the perspective of a tenant slash landlord, I mean, this guy's house is worth money, and he's essentially giving you that money every single month. You two have an agreement that is extremely favorable to you, and you violated that agreement so he can kick you out. You're wrong on that level too. Oh man, um, OP also clarifies in an edit that she offered her daughter and her husband six months of living there. Yeah, OP, there's a lot wrong with this. Based on how you described your slacker son-in-law, my guess is that the other husband saw this coming. He probably assumed that inevitably, if he gave you this house, then you would offer to let the other daughter stay there, and if that happened, then they would never move out. I would also wager that the reason why he charges $1 a month is because you have to have some sort of money exchange in order to make a contract valid, so that way he could say no one else can live there on like a standard lease, and then if she breaks the lease, he can kick them out. So I have a feeling this guy saw this coming. Like he saw it coming miles away, and OP did it anyways, and now OP is going to face the inevitable consequences of her incredibly stupid actions. OP, your son-in-law set a very, very clear boundary to you for an extremely generous gift, and you just spat in his face. You lied, you went back on your word, and you hid the truth from him and your daughter. Also, I can't help but point out the hypocrisy of the slacker husband calling the corporate husband a corporate shill and you're what's wrong with society. Meanwhile, he's secretly living in the corporate shill's house for free. I'm giving the corporate husband 0 out of 5 bad guys. What he did was super generous. OP, I'm giving you 3 out of 5 bad guys. You showed incredibly entitled behavior in this post. I'm giving the slacker husband 2 out of 5 bad guys for his hypocrisy. I don't know if I can give any of the daughters in this scenario a bad guy score because it's not exactly clear if they've like, you know, been hypocritical or betrayed anyone's trust. I think it's very reasonable for the younger daughter to be wounded and call up OP in tears about how she violated her trust, so I've got no issues there. Also, the other one is just, you know, she just married a guy who doesn't have a lot of money. I can't really blame her for that. It's just, you know, now she doesn't have a lot of money and that's kind of the inevitable consequences of that decision. And, you know, I said I would level out, so I guess I have to level out. In all fairness, I will say that you're a mother and it's your responsibility to care for your kids. So I totally understand why you would want to, like, reach out and offer this, like, extra care to your daughter and her husband. Yeah, it's understandable. I know why you'd want to do it. It's just still, I think it's not the right call. Fundamentally, it's just not your house, OP. So you have to be respectful of the boundaries. Am I the bad guy for prioritizing my parrot over my stepdaughter's wedding? So I'm the owner of a wonderful rescued macaw. She's a wonderful bird, but has a lot of issues due to an abusive former home. 
I've had her for three years, and since then, I haven't taken any vacations or trips away because it would be too disruptive for her. She distrusts everyone and is very reliant on her routine. I love her deeply, and I'm happy to make sacrifices for her. They are permanent toddlers and very intelligent birds. I met my husband by the time his kids were older. My stepdaughter was 16 at the time. We married when she moved away for college. Nevertheless, I thought we'd managed to have a decent relationship. Until now. My stepdaughter is getting married in March, and naturally, there's a lot of preparation involved. They want a huge traditional wedding, and she's stressed out of her mind. They live out of state, and she invited me recently to come visit her for a week to help make wedding plans and spend time with her two-year-old. I declined, and she insisted to know why, acting very hurt, and I explained about the parrot. Well, it all went downhill from there. She caused a massive fuss with her dad, saying that she never got a mother figure and I never accepted her as my full-blood daughter and this is the ultimate snub for a silly animal. That I'm cold and emotionless. I feel really hurt and I can tell that my husband agrees with her even though he's refusing to take sides. But I don't see why I should be expected to take holiday time off work to babysit and bond all of a sudden, and I don't see how I'm a monster for this. Am I the bad guy here? I think this feels like a no bad guy situation. OP, if you want to prioritize your bird over your stepdaughter, then that's your prerogative. You're closer to your bird than you are to your stepdaughter, which is okay and in some ways understandable. You don't want to go, you don't want to go. Okay, fine. But at the same time, it's very reasonable for your stepdaughter to be wounded by the fact that you're putting a bird over her ostensibly once-in-a-lifetime wedding. So, OP, I'm giving you 0 out of 5 bad guys because if that's what you want to do with your life, then you have every right to do that. But I'm also giving your stepdaughter 0 out of 5 bad guys because apparently she thought that you two were closer than you actually are, and now that she's discovering that you're not that close, that can really stink. So, if I were in her shoes, I'd probably be really hurt and make a fuss over it too. No judgment here, OP. I feel like if it was my dog who was sick and it was either go to a wedding or spend my dog's last living moments together, I'd pick my dog too. It's just, I would also be aware that if I did that, it would definitely hurt some feelings, so I would have to deal with those consequences. Am I the bad guy for being racist to my son's girlfriend? I'm a 39-year-old man, and I have a son who's 17 who recently got a girlfriend. His girlfriend is black and a very nice, kind, and beautiful young lady. I met her and invited her for dinner and family events plenty of times, and she's a joy to be around. But recently, my mother's been staying with us because she's recovering from a surgery she had, and she's going on 70 years old, so she can't do much on her own. Long story short, my mother is a classic racist, and being a raging narcissist, she is not one to hold back from her opinions. I showed her a photo of my son and his girlfriend, and she went on this two-hour rant about bloodlines and kept saying they don't look right. And when I said the girlfriend was coming to dinner, my mom said that she doesn't want the girl near her because it'll disturb her. So last minute, I told the girlfriend that she couldn't come. My son has been trying to invite his girlfriend over every day since then, but I said no multiple times due to his grandmother being here and her saying that she doesn't want to be near her. I just don't want any problems. But he argues that I'm being a complacent racist by even allowing her to be here. And even more so for not allowing his girlfriend to come over to protect a racist. 
He says that I should have told my mother to leave the moment my mother said all that stuff. But my mother is an elderly woman who can hardly make it on her own as it is. And it's definitely much harder after surgery. Though I don't agree with her, I can't just leave her to fend for herself. I literally don't know what to do. My wife says my son is right about me being complacent, but of course she would agree because her and my mother don't get along well. I know that I'm not a racist, but now everyone is saying that I'm aiding one by taking my mother's side. Uh, OP, you gotta support your aging, feeble mother, so feeble that she can go on two-hour rants about how much she hates black people. And OP, it's a relief to know that you're not a racist. You merely have racist policies. Whew, what a relief. And here the whole time reading this post, I thought you were racist, but you only support racist practices and ideas. I'm not exactly sure how that's distinguishable from being a racist, but at least you don't think you're a racist. That's, that's quite a relief, OP. Whew. OP, um, you're at a crossroads. You have to choose between your racist mother and your son who's in an interracial relationship. You can choose your mom if that's what you want to do. You, you really can back up your racist mom here and have her back until she dies a racist death. Or you could stop alienating your son and being racist towards his girlfriend. Seems like a really obvious choice to me. I mean, that's just me, you know. That's just me. Also, I have to point out that there's a really obvious problem with OP's story, which is that his son has been trying to invite the girlfriend over day after day after day, and OP keeps declining. But if he really does care about his son and he wants to spend time with his girlfriend, what's stopping him from just like, I don't know, taking them all out to dinner? Go to some restaurant together. Go to a walk in the park together. Instead, he's just saying, sorry, no can do. I've got my racist mom here. So, I, I mean, I've got to support my racist mom. What other choice do I have? You know, if she really is as feeble as OP says, just lock her in a room. What is she going to do? Come out with her walker or in her wheelchair fueled by racist anger? Man, just just put a chair up against the door. <laughs> Look, what I'm saying is there's other things OP can do to try to build a bridge with his son, but OP isn't willing to do any of them, which means he either doesn't really love his son that much or he really is actually kind of a racist. Am I the bad guy for getting my uncle in trouble and causing him to lose money? I left my church recently, and my dad keeps sending church members to my house to save me. Recently, a pair of church volunteers came over to talk with me. They offered assistance with anything I might need. I had them help around my farm while we talked. We talked about where they're from, what they plan on doing when they get home, how my life is going, and why I stopped believing. The next week, one of them called me and said they weren't sure if they believed either when they left their country, and after our talk, they realized they didn't believe and they wanted to return home. The problem was that their volunteer coordinator was holding on to their important documents so they wouldn't get misplaced, and one of those things were his passports. The coordinator said that he would only give it back after his two years were finished. Yo, hold up. This is a... <laughs> This is human. This this is straight up human trafficking. Um. Okay. He asked if I could get it back for him since the coordinator is my uncle. I spoke to my uncle and he said that he knew that I was the one who corrupted him and basically told me to kick rocks. I told him I would call the cops on him if he didn't give him back the passport and he said that I didn't have the balls. So I called the cops and they redirected me to the Australian embassy. 
My uncle was fined quite a hefty amount, and they told him that he had three days to return the passport or they would start the process to charge him with human trafficking. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. Word got around his church, and now he's been released from his paid coordinator position. My family is saying that I went too far because they knew that he would have given the volunteer his documents back. They said that he has too many physical problems to get another job, and I shouldn't have said anything. I'm starting to think that maybe I did the wrong thing, and I should have tried other avenues before going straight to the cops. Am I the bad guy? OP, okay, um, how do I say this? This is, um, this is human trafficking. This is straight up human trafficking. Am I wrong for stopping human trafficking? No! No, you're not wrong. You know what is wrong? Human trafficking. <laughs> he literally kidnapped someone and wouldn't let them go home unless he did two years of unpaid work. Slavery. It's, it's, it's slavery. OP, your uncle is human scum and deserves much worse than a hefty fine. He deserves to be in jail. OP, you get an easy zero out of five bad guys. Similarly, your uncle gets an easy five out of five bad guys. There's just something about slave owners that kind of rubs me the wrong way. You know what I mean? That was r slash MIDA. And if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.